0: Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Welcome again to our Victory Church Weekly Podcast. Pastor Mitch here. And I'm really excited to be able to share the things of God with you on these podcasts. I'm talking about divine healing. Let's get right into the subject matter that we're dealing with. Uh, we're living in a day that we need faith for healing. I've said this hundreds, perhaps thousands of times <clears throat> of all, uh, during all the years I've been in ministry since 1981. There'll never be a time in your life that you won't need faith in God for healing either for yourself or for someone else. And so it behooves us to take the time to build our faith up in God's Word. So one of, well, that's what we're doing. We're talking about divine healing, and it's important, again, for us to keep our faith built up. Let me say it this way. Faith for whatever you need from God comes from hearing God's Word about that particular subject So again, faith for life change comes from hearing the Word of God about God's power to change you through His Word. Faith for financial provision comes from hearing God's Word about giving and receiving and God's promises to provide for us through the covenant we have with Him in Christ. Faith faith to overcome uh, uh, fear comes from hearing the Word of God about overcoming fear. Faith for answered prayer comes from hearing God's Word about answered prayer, and on and on and on it goes. Faith for forgiveness of sin comes from hearing the Word of God about forgiveness for sin. And in the same way, faith for healing comes from the portion of Scripture that promises God's provision in Christ for the healing of our sickness and disease. And so what I've done in my life and I, what has been successful with me all of these years, whatever I need faith for, I go to the specific scripture about that. In fact, over the years of time, I've accumulated scripture about forgiveness of sin, about being a new creature in Christ, about being the righteousness of God in Christ, about the covenant I have with God where He's promised to provide protection and care. Uh, the scriptures that talk about God's financial and material provision for His people through His covenant. Uh, I have scripture. Uh, that talk about uh, uh, faith and and how to strengthen your faith and the integrity of the Word of God. I have scripture on answered prayer. I'll have lists and lists of scriptures. And now it's very easy with uh, the technology we have. I um, also have lists of scriptures where God promises health, wholeness, and healing for His people. So again, as I said, you know, it's very easy. I've got categories of, of just lists and lists of scriptures that help me as I want to develop my faith. So uh, there's one day I may meditate on the scripture about healing, another day on, on a provision, a material provision, another day on, on faith in God's Word, et cetera, et cetera. But I make sure regularly... I meditate on the Word of God. So faith comes by hearing God's Word. That's why we're talking about the subject of healing, to boost our faith. So again, just to quickly recap, we have talked about healing, how healing comes by by the gifts of the Spirit, by faith in God's Word. And right here, we're at the conclusion of talking about uh, three reasons that Christians fail to receive healing, and, um, and something we need to know about that. So... Uh, Again, number one, lack of knowledge. We covered that very clearly. Many believers just don't know that it is the will of God for them to be be made well. And so they have a lack of knowledge. And Hosea said, the prophet Hosea said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And then we have discussed, uh, took a couple of times and talked about weak faith and how that we must keep our faith built up in God's word if we want to receive the best that God has. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth said this and I heard Kenneth Hagin say this many times, if you wait to get faith when you've got to have it, you'll be at a disadvantage. And so weak faith is a problem for many believers because they haven't taken time to feed on God's Word and, and meditate on the Word concerning healing and find out the provision that God has for our physical health. So again, you know, If you've got a 100-pound problem and 25-pound faith, question, are you going to struggle? Of course you are. That's the reason we need to keep meditating on Scripture, building our faith up in God's Word so we can receive the healing provision that Jesus provided for us on the cross of Calvary. The third reason that believers are sick and do not receive healing is because of disobedience and this is a, a real issue for all of us not walking in the known will of God for life not walking in the light of what we know we should be doing with our physical body both of those aspects are could be classified as disobedience to the known will of God so how many know to experience God's best we've got to walk in the will of God for our lives, Isaiah 1:19 and 20 says this: If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you'll be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Now, there's a verse or some verses in Deuteronomy 30 that really talk about um, our, the necessity to walk in the known will of God. And not to be rebellious to God's voice. And listen to what he says. So applicable to us today for sure. Deuteronomy 30 verse 15. Now listen, today I am giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster, For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep his commands, decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. If you do this, you will live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you and the land you were about to enter and occupy. But if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, and if you're drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you now that you will certainly be destroyed you will not live a long good life in the land you're crossing the Jordan to occupy. And then he goes further, verse 19, "'Today I have given you the choice between life and death,' between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life, that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying Him, and committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So here is God's appeal to His old covenant people to... To um to walk with him to obey him and to choose what he has for life and not our own way and you know every day we have to make a choice to walk in obedience to God I didn't say walking in perfection we should be wanting to walk free and clear from sin but I'm talking about a person who who wants to do the will of God this is a person this is a person who is is not seeking their own way, but really is seeking God's way in life. And this is a person who is chosen when the Holy Spirit speaks with a, with a specific word of God to our heart, we listen and we obey. You know, the two Greek words for word in the New Testament, logos is the sum total of all that God has said in, in the scriptures. And that's the Logos of God. And then there is a Greek word, Rhema, R-H-E-M-A, and that is the specific word of God that is spoken to our hearts. And so when when the Holy Spirit quickens Scripture and quickens to us a certain thing, we need to obey. There's two kinds of obedience, obedience to the known will of God for life in general, And then there is walking in the known will of God specifically when he speaks to you about something you should curb, something you should change, something in your lifestyle that is hindering his best for you. We need to learn to listen to those kinds of things. I'm reminded uh, since I lived in Tulsa for eight years in the 1980s, I frequently attended Kenneth Hagin's meetings even after I graduated from his Bible school, Rhema. And he had a a story, and I've told this a number of times on the podcast, but in the context of, um, of obedience and disobedience, it, it's worth uh, reminding our, us of uh, he was uh, having a meeting in a pastor's church. The pastor asked him go to, to go to the hospital to pray for one of the members who was ill. It was a lady, I think she was like 58 years old or so. Brother Hagin said he walked into the, into the um, hospital room with the pastor, and there was the lady laying on the bed, and, and the pastor had asked, Brother Hagen, would you please pray for her? And, and Brother Hagin said he, he started to pray, Lord, heal so-and-so as he prayed for the lady laying on the bed. And he couldn't form the word heal. He just had a hard time saying heal, and he did that several times. And finally, uh, the lady said, um, he said, Ma'am, I'm, I'm having a hard time saying the word heal heal. Is there something I need to know? And here's what she said. Uh, At 13 years of age, we had missionaries that would come to our church and talk to us about the mission field and what they were doing to share the gospel with those without Christ. And he said, uh, she said, uh, uh, during one of the presentations, God spoke to me and he called me to be a missionary in another land. And she said, um, and she knew it was very specific, knew God had called her, but she said, I always wanted to get married, have a family, and just have a, a normal family and just have children and be a housewife. And she said, when she got of age, you know, that, that of course she remembered that God had called her, but she said, I thought that I could obey the call of God by, so, by, you know, walking with God and, you know, having my family and going to church and raising my children for the Lord and then supporting missions works with our finances. But she said, all these years have, um, have come and gone. And she said, once I made the decision not to go on the mission field, she said, my health broke, so to speak, and I wasn't able to get it back. So she had been, had been dealing with illness after an illness ever that, since then. And she said, you'll not be able to pray for me to get me healed, for I've walked in disobedience all these years, and it's come to this point. You see, if we be willing and obedient, We eat the good of the land. That was a a really heartbreaking and shocking thing for me to hear as a young man in my 20s. But I can tell you, it doesn't cost. Listen, it pays, right, to obey the will of God for your life. So whatever the Holy Spirit is speaking, you know, first of all, generally speaking, we need to obey God with our life. We need to follow Jesus with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And when we mess up, fess up, and keep close accounts with God. We need to judge ourselves if we seek to enter into the paths of sin and, and judge ourselves and ask God's forgiveness. But we, we need to walk in the known will of God. But then also when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, we need to listen to his pleading voice. Uh, so, so disobedience physically by not taking care of ourselves, disobedience by lack of rest, even though we know to rest, disobedience by wrong diet when we know we should eat better, disobedience by refusing to exercise and being lethargic and sedentary when we know God made these bodies to move. See, as you age, these things begin to tell on you. Now, I'm up in my 60s now, and by the grace of God, I am expecting every part of my physical body to work in every decade of life that I live as I age into my 60s, my 70s, my 80s, and perhaps even beyond. I'm asking God to keep me, but see, doing that means I have to walk in obedience to his known will for my life. Then it also means that I have to be practical with my with my physical body. I need to I need to, meet, need to make sure that I take care of it. I need to do what God said and and take one day a week and rest my physical body. And with all of our modern conveniences, we have every reason not to take a day of rest and to work work work, be active 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 and never rest. But God never made our bodies to do that. And not listening to that is a form of disobedience. Would you agree? So so we need to take care of ourselves. We need proper rest. We need sleep every night. Some people think it's real macho or or really, really being a very strong person, man or woman, if you you just live on four or five hours of sleep or night. No, I think it's ignorance because God wants us to rest. You know, We rest about a third of our lives. We sleep about a third of our lives away. Most of us need seven to eight hours of sleep. Doctors tell you that. Scientists tell you that. During sleep and rest, the cells of our body are rejuvenated and the systems of our body are, so to speak, reset. When we don't get rest, it, it creates excess tension and stress, and that stress itself brings illness into the human body and so diet we know to eat if we know we should be eating healthy foods and we we choose to eat mostly junk food or foods that don't sustain health because they don't have the necessary nutrients in them and the holy spirit is speaking to us about that see then we're walking in a measure of disobedience and so the same way with exercise if you know that that you are created to be a, a creature that moves You have two legs you can walk, and you have all these muscles that can move. And God wants us to move them and use them, not just when we're young and limber, but as we age and as we get older. Use the use the facilities that God has given you, and you know if we'll just work our bodies the way God intended, we I believe we can walk in health. You know the Lord spoke to me as a young man. I think I was uh, perhaps 31 years of age and I was studying one day the book of Daniel. I've told you this before. Let me repeat it here. And I was reading where the Israelites went into Babylonian captivity for, for 70 years because Jeremiah the prophet in Jeremiah 36, uh, God spoke to Jeremiah and said, look, the uh, Israelites have not obeyed the seventh year land rest Sabbath spoken of in Leviticus 25 and because they've not obeyed that every seventh year the land would not be sown but it would it would just lay fallow and just uh recoup its strength because they didn't do that for 70 land rest sabbaths uh that's 490 years of disobedience god said you're going to take all of those land rest sabbaths at once and you're going to be out of your land one year for every for every disobedient land rest sabbath and there were 70 of them so so they were out of their land for 70 years just like God said I was reading that and the Lord spoke to me and said Mitch if you don't take a week a, a one day of rest a week and rest your person from your normal activities it may be that 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 those that that rest comes off the very end of your life i got what God was saying and i have made it I've really sought to take one day a week and just simply rest. Again, when my dad was alive, he went to be with Jesus 11 years ago, and uh, he would ask me every week, Mitch, you taking your Sabbath rest this week, son? And he constantly reminded me. Now I don't have him to remind me. I have to remind myself. But all of those things are really, really important. Let me also mention that God spoke to me back in my early 20s. One day I was lethargic. I felt lazy. I felt sleepy. You know, I felt tired all the time. And and I, while I was at my desk before I went to work that day, and I worked second shift that time at a church, and the Lord spoke to me and said, Mitch, I want you to begin to exercise, and I want you to do it the rest of your life. Now, I started jogging. I jogged for 33 years, and I did it regularly several times a week. And you know, when I first started out, I you know I you know, I didn't break any world records, but you know I could I could jog five miles in forty minutes. Now you're gonna break any records, but you know what? I did get into a measure of health, and I have maintained that that um, idea of exercise all of these years. And then some years ago, it's really been uh, I think eleven years ago, God spoke to me to change my regimen of exercise from. Uh, jogging to bicycling, cycling, I call it, and I've been doing that for 11 years as well as walking intensely, And, and you know, I can say by the grace of God, I have a healthy body, and I plan to keep it that way by resting, by watching what I eat, by exercise. See, we can't expect God's best and walk in natural disobedience. The other issue is we need to be walking in the known will of God for our lives. Both of those are very, very important. Just as this lady, she was called to be a missionary. She was walking in disobedience. And friends, disobedience always costs. James 4.17 says this, remember it's sin to know what you ought to do and then not to do it. So again, uh, if we be willing and obedient, we eat the good. That is, we walk in divine health. Let me give you another example. This is very personal. I started the church in South Carolina in 1988 and 1989. One of the men, he's a wonderful man in our church. My children were young. He would come and, you know, talk to my children on occasion at our house and, he helped us out in so many ways. He was kind of a fix-it man around the church facility we were renting. And, and uh, you know, he was a retired man. I was mean, just a really winsome, kind man. And um, uh, the bottom line was um, uh, one, uh, one, um, one day I got a call late at night from his family saying, you need to come. And, and they said, he's in the hospital. He's taking a turn for the worse. We don't know what's happened. And the bottom line was he had a cerebral hemorrhage. So I, I raced to the hospital, got there very late at night, somewhere around 11 o'clock at night. And I, I lived 30 miles from the hospital where he was, so I, I ran there as quickly as I could. Got to the uh, hospital, and, um, and there I was. And, and you know, oddly, just, just as Kenneth Hagan had that experience of not being able to pray for that lady, I prayed for him when I came into the room. He was in the emergency room with five or six uh, lines tied, you know, uh, going intravenously into his body and, you know, something, breathing apparatus there on his nose and mouth and such. And uh, and he was uh, taking automatic breaths and his eyes were sunken into the back of his head. And, and, you know, I know the signs of death and they were on him. And boy, I was ready to pray and believe God for him to be raised up. And uh, I went to lay my hands on him. And as I started to pray, I felt really awkward saying, Lord, heal. And I called his name and I uh, I prayed several times, Lord, and I when I went to say the word heal, just like Kenneth Hagin that I mentioned earlier, I felt awkward to say that word heal, and I looked at his wife. Is there something that I need to know? This is um, I'm feeling awkward praying this way, and I, I feel even unusual telling you that. She said, "Can we talk?" I said, "Sure." So we walked to they had a little chapel in the hospital. Went into the chapel where we could be alone, and and she said, two weeks ago, the uh, my, uh, she mentioned his name said. Uh, Uh, My husband went to the doctor, and uh, the doctor pointed his finger in his face and said, if you love your family and you want to be with them, you need to quit smoking today. He smoked. He had a habit of smoking. He never kicked. And the doctor said, if you don't quit now, it's going to easily cost you your life. Two weeks later, he had a cerebral hemorrhage, and the blood vessels in the back of his neck burst in. You know, uh, sadly, I was unable to pray for healing for this man because he had an area of disobedience. God had spoken to him, I found out later. Friends had spoken to him. He knew my father. My father had spoken to him uh, to stop smoking, and for whatever reason, he just didn't do it. Whether he had the willpower or just didn't want to, either way, he continued to. And, you know, I was there in the hospital three o'clock in the morning with all of his children around the bed his wife right there and there I was and you know the he was taking those automatic breaths which are very challenging and and I the heart monitors hooked up and I watched the heart monitor slowly fade and and stop and then watched him go into eternity friends friends disobedience costs it could be spiritual disobedience it could be it could be natural disobedience so you know, you, you got to ask yourself, am I obeying God's will for my life? Am I, am I walking in the known will of God? And I'm, am I doing what God has called me for, to do with my life or am I doing my own thing? If I'm doing my own thing, I'm not in position to receive the best that God has. And then am I consciously allowing physical habits that I know eventually could be t- destructive for me? Like lack of rest, lack of exercise, bad diet, a lack of a life balance to level out the stress. Or, or am I, do I have addictive behaviors like this man did? He was a wonderful man. Uh, I'm believing he went to heaven. But you know what? It was sad to see him go early for his family really missed him. Friends, these issues could be disobedience for us. They can hinder us from the best that God has. So if Christians are sick and refu- and, and do not receive healing, number one, lack of, lack of knowledge. Secondly, uh, weak faith. Thirdly, disobedience. Three reasons. When we come back next time, I'm going to talk about seven reasons that you can know that healing is the will of God for you. Listen, we don't base God's will to heal us on what God does for others or, or what others receive from the Lord. Uh, uh, faith is an individual thing. And, and whether or not another person is born again, I can be born again. Whether or not another person walks in mercy and grace and forgiveness, I can walk in God's mercy, grace, and forgiveness. And whether or not another person walks in divine health and healing, I can walk in divine health and healing. I don't base my faith on, on another person's experience, see, Now base my faith on what God has said in his word. We come back next time. We'll again talk about the reasons you can know that it's God's will to heal you. Father, thank you for directing our steps. Lord, thank you for making a path of obedience for every one of us. Lord, I pray that every one of us would um, be willing and then obedient to do the will of God so that we can have the best that you have for us in life. Deal with us. Lord, we give you permission to challenge us. In every area of life, in our spiritual life, are we walking in the known will of God? And then in our natural life, are there things that we need to alter that the Holy Spirit is speaking to us to change so that we can walk in divine health? Lord, thank you for your great mercy and great goodness on us in Jesus' name. Friend, I look forward to talking to you the next time. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe or leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Uh, doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me. Pastor at VictoryChurchRaleigh.com I would love to hear from you Go out there and be all That God created you to be today God bless you